Okay. Welcome back to 3MFAers. It's me, Caleb, and I'm here with my good friends, Josh and Brandon. Say hello that's to the class. That's us. Well, that's We're Brandon. Here. I'm Josh. <laughs> we, uh, we have quite a bit to cover today. We've Ooh, got yeah. a really amazing... A uh, fun family romp that we're going to talk about a little later. I'm upset, but uh, <laughs> we we saw we saw a couple television shows. Uh, I know that we've briefly discussed the boys before, but now that we've all finished season two, how did you guys feel? How do you guys how, do you guys like it? What's going yo, on? Yeah, yeah. So I just finished it. Like also, sorry, spoil, spoilers for all three of these things. Spoilers around. So spoilers. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Yeah. So I just finished it like 15 minutes ago. I uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I I didn't see a lot of it coming, which mm-hmm. surprised me. You know the Nazi ties and all of that. Uh, everything <laughs> yeah. with Stormfront caught me off guard. She was everything. great. She was so fucking good. I, mean, I was so surprised by her. That's the thing. It really is. It's it's great writing and great acting and just coming together in in such a good way. I mean, fuck all of it. I finished it uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, was texting Caleb about it because what I took most from it, minus just the awesome acting and the storytelling things like that, is predominantly like this the the, the, the construction of the the TV show in, in like this eight episode kind of arc where um, a lot of it is you know and I can it's funny because we I can probably put this on to Queen's Gambit and this is what I'm going to want to talk about mostly is predictability right like there's there's a way that like it's it's okay if it's predictable if like if so if you're following the logic of the of the show and you're you come to a moment where like all right well she's obviously gonna have to be beaten at some point it's either gonna be it's either gonna be this person this person or this person you know so you have these options and then whatever they choose to do although like you know bait like not not surprising but what's surprising is like the the execution and and like making sure that it all kind of fits right. Like, for instance, the son, you know, like yeah. I, I knew it was going to be either him or maybe the mother was going to like testify or something was going to happen. But there was enough things that popped up, <laughs> popped up like the heads um, that I was like su- surprised, but it's still I was still able to kind of follow what was going to happen. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you knew, you know, in a storytelling way that things, you know, have to have to come to certain heads for sure. But I, I found each one of those interesting. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just. Yeah. It all made sense. It all came together. They've left a lot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unlike Queen's Gambit, which we jumped to for a second there. Like, cause I agree, Josh, that's one of the things I appreciated the most about it was that they, they let that story play out how it, in my you, opinion, like you knew how it was going to end. Yeah. yeah and, and that's fine. Like you said, like it, it was, it was good, you know, like I, I appreciated that, that they didn't kind of take the bait of like, how do we make this more dramatic? Right. Um, how are we, how we, how do we do this? How do we throw in a, like a plot twist just because, <laughs> you know, well, and, that, and that's the thing with know? like the boys, you get to do that. You know, it's not a limited series. So you have that plot twist at the end, which I loved by the oh, way. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's interesting because like, you know, like Homelander is fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, the the end of season one, um, when he kill, kills the CEO or the, the, mm-hmm. the woman, uh, forget her name. Sorry. Madeline. I will be better at names. Madeline. You know, you know she's gonna die. You as soon as the scene starts, you're like, "Oh, he's gonna fucking kill her." But then it's like the next question is, 
how, right? And so that's that's where it's I think the boys is kind of a step above some other of these TV shows that are out is because although predictable, its execution is very, very well done and mm-hmm. somewhat surprising and but not surprising at all because it's like, yeah, of course he'll just melt her face. Like I don't there's mm-hmm. n- really nothing else to do, you know? So yeah, it's engaging. We, yeah. So just because, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah, like I I can foresee some of these events happening, but it's like satisfying because you're not like bored. Right. You know, you're like you're like predicting mm-hmm. what's happening and then satisfying when like you can like pick up on clues and correctly like assume and guess. Yes. As opposed to something that's just like dumb and it's like, oh, like this is probably what's going to happen. And when you're not engaged because like maybe the writing's not good or the acting's not good or it's like too long or whatever. It just becomes a chore to like get through and you're like you're checking off boxes. But like these people clearly care about the story they're constructing and everybody involved is so talented that it becomes like, yeah, I can't wait to see how fucking crazy Homelander is going to do or what Dude. he's going to fucking, you know, and he goes fucking nuts. He's one of my favorite moments from him is in the first fucking episode when he uh with that blind superhero when he fucks. <laughs> oh, <him> my <laughs> God. And that's something too. Yeah. like when it's a perfect example, I think what you're talking about, Josh, because like afterwards you're like, well, of course he would do that. But in the right. moment, I it didn't. I didn't. It caught me completely off fucking yeah. guard because yeah. he's so good, and he's he not telegraphing. And he is. just, <laughs> and he's like, now you're just a fucking cripple. I was like, oh my god, he, <laughs> you know he's awesome. He give it, get somebody give him all the awards. He is unbelievable. Like, yeah, one thing that I really liked this season over the last, like season one, is very much Homelander and and Butcher. And that's like what yeah. it is. That's the show. And I think they're both great. But this season gave everybody else a little more to do and fleshed out other so characters. many characters, dude. Um, uh, Chase Crawford's character, the Deep, Jesus that, fucking Christ, <laughs> like so. But so, again, so well done. A character that's not as interesting or well done if it's not acted that way. You know, he do, well, he's it's doing so, such a good job. It's so interesting because he's like the first thing we see him do is like sexually abuse somebody, and the rest of the of his arc is like. You kind of almost feel bad for him because he's so pathetic and he's playing it like so like like just a, f- a fucking uh, I don't know. Pathetic's the only word I can really think because like, he's, he's just, just so a sad puppy. He's just so sad and he's, yeah. and he's just such a fucking idiot. He's like more mm-hmm. like dumb than malicious. But then like the show never lets you forget that it's like, no, he like is an abuser uh, specifically yeah. this other character that you really care about. And every character's like that, like every character, they're like, oh, like they'll like trick you into like feeling empathy for them. And then it's like, Oh wait, remember this person's a monster because everybody's a monster. So, but that's what I was going to say. Same thing with a train, right? Like a train queen Maeve, like all of them. All yeah. of them. Well, all and then, them. you know, it's black noir. <laughs> oh, black noir. The fact that he gets like the way he, the way that he got beaten was so, it's so funny. It's so funny. Cause it's just so, so random good. and like, Oh, Sure. Okay. I guess. But they telegraphed it again because the first time he's talking to that girl when she's like doing the eagle eye spy thing, she's eating an almond joy and he throws it in the trash. So you're like, oh, I guess he just fucking hates candy. But then oh, later, they oh, fucking rub the almond. They rub the almond joy on his fucking face. Uh, and, it, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like one of those things. It's like, why is this scene in here? It's like funny, but I don't get it. And then later, it then comes it pays back. off. Yeah, well, set up and payoff. Screening one I want to go back to the deep because in terms of bringing it back, like, do you like a fresca? Just like a Fresca? That was Fuck Fresca. Uh Fresca's great with like vodka. No, but sure. remember he says that to the guy when he leaves? 
Oh, yeah. sure. Because it's like the whole church. And then he has his head blows up. So and then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez blows his fucking head up. <laughs> Yo, a great fucking twist, though. Fantastic twist. People um, are mad. Absolutely. Why? People are mad about it because it's very clearly an AOC stand-in. And people are like, why are you making her a bad guy? People are stupid. I think it's dumb. Yeah, well, because I, I, I don't know. But I would guess if you go back to the comics, that was written years ago. Well, the comics, so that's something else to bring up, too. Um, I think this show is really good adaptation because it changes a lot of stuff. Oh, does it? Like like Stormfront is an old man, like somebody that Sam Elliott would play in the comics. But they made it, they modernized it because like you have to when you're adapting something to make it like a social media, like alt-right Nazi fucking lunatic. And I think she does a great job. Oh, she was so fucking good. I don't know if you guys have read any of the comics. I've read Uh, like a little bit. I've read the first two, maybe three issues, and it, they're fucking awful. Like, it's a, really? it's the same great idea, but Garth Ennis, it's the same guy who did Preacher. And my issue with him is that he's so fucking, like, edgy and, like, grim and, like, over the top. It's it's ridiculous. Like, he's it's so, like, there's so much, like, depraved sex shit and violence and, like, there's a character in the comics who like gets chained in a basement and force fed his own shit. Like it's like too, yeah, it's too over much. the top. It's too yeah. much. Yeah. It's too and much. so if you can fucking believe it, the Amazon show is toned down <laughs> despite all the fucking gore and the yeah. violence. And I, but I think it's the right amount. Cause like they took, they took the good characters and the good premise and made it something better by taking out the, like the two extreme stuff. And so I think that's why it's a good adaptation because they're like, all right, this shit would not work for like a majority of the audience. So we're going to make it less fucking insane and focus more on characters than trying to shock people, you know? I mean, the best possible reverse version of that is what we all can't wait to see that fucking uh, new movie that's coming out. You know, a movie that you just shouldn't have adapted because it's definitely not going to work. Oh, Chaos Um, Walking. Chaos Walking. The best. I still I still have not stopped laughing at the part in the trailer where it's Nick Jonas and he's like, watch your noise. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And then Tom's like, Snake, Snake, Snake. (laughs) Nick Jonas is a big boy. He makes his own fucking decisions. If he was in a bad movie, he should be able to take criticism for it. All right. That's fun. You know what? I don't blame any of them. You know, I feel like when you get offered that type of movie, that's really hard not to take. But it's just not going to work. It's just a, not a transferable. Well, when concept. you're when you're a musician originally, and you like want to dip your toe into acting, it's just like whatever. Let's no, do no, it. no, bro. He he's been acting a while, man. He did a whole show called uh, Kingdom. He did a whole show called The Jonas Brothers. No, okay, I don't know fair. if you're aware. But no, no, no. But Josh, <laughs> when they when they all like broke up, he jumped on a show. He was on a show called Kingdom, which was an MMA based show with Frank Grillo. And so oh, I see he, that popping up. Yeah, yeah. It, he's really, I was an extra on that. Really good in it. Okay. So, so, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm saying though, like his what people like when you say Nick Jonas, you think of the Jonas yeah, Brothers, you think, you think music, for sure. and you see, yeah. Disney Disney Channel, you know, it's boy. it's not we don't think like dramatic, like but uh, a litany of whatever. But <laughs> enough about Jonas Brothers. Well, no, because so with the boys, it's what's also great about what we've alluded to is the the fact that it all just makes sense, like it all fits into what you would think that these characters would be involved in with in a world where superheroes are part of the mainstream like Mm -hmm. um capitalistic kind of empires like they all have their own brands you know it's of course starlight would would go to these like jesus like capes for christ capes for christ because because she her her light so you could very much use that to 
influence like people, religious people, like, of course, you know, and it's like, it's a, you know, it's a show like all the blackmailing and things like that. Like I thought that was really well done, but it all makes sense. Like even with the deep, like the, the mitigation, like, okay, maybe you can get back in the seven, but you have to go to fucking Ohio for a little bit first and then try and do stuff there. How do you feel about that being from the Midwest? Just like the oh, Ohio being fine. the like, asshole I, of the I world. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Ohio is definitely like a lot worse. <laughs> but you, there it you, is. Do, you do see that uh, all great backstories start in Des Moines or somewhere in Iowa. It's true. So yeah. I'm that just is saying, true. I'm putting that energy out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from yeah, Cedar Rapids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, so let's, uh, well, honestly, that's what I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you guys like the show so much. Because the one of the reasons I like it is because it's such a blatant <laughs> well no listen listen to what i'm saying it's such a blatant satire of the chef that you guys like like it's so oh, clearly yeah. making fun of the justice league it's so clearly yeah. making fun of the corporatization of like dc and marvel like i the whole like movie they make that's supposed to be the justice league yeah, that's totally. like it's so dumb fun. and Dude. i and that's why i like it and i also think one of the funniest bits was um they they take a really big pot shot at marvel which I appreciate with the uh, the performative wokeness with like the girls get it done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think I think that's why I love it so much. It's so smart. It's like so so like really yeah. really smart satire and comedy. But here's, so I was here's the thing, Caleb guys- is like is like we can enjoy our stuff, but we can also enjoy pop yeah, shots. I, I'm sorry, like- <laughs> I didn't know that you thought I was so one dimensional. Oh, that's where we're at, huh? Okay. No, I just mean like if I was watching something that if I was watching something that was like ripping apart my favorite thing i would be like less engaged in it that's all i meant like yeah but no it's it's so well done that it's not you know what i mean like it's just so fucking well done yeah i think we understand the criticisms behind dc that's why we're not yeah like exactly. so you just give you just give them your money anyway why not? <laughs> like yeah all right all right yeah all right. i'd like to enjoy Ha-ha. things i do too that's why i can't watch those movies well because uh, i understand not like, enjoyable. like <laughs> For instance, Aquaman Dude. is always the butt of the jokes. I like, like to enjoy things. Any, sorry, sorry I, I cut you guys off. You got you guys banned. No, no, I, we're no, just no, gonna no. get we're gonna ha- get into just a fight. Um, <laughs> no, so like you know, Aquaman is always the butt of the joke. Like they started writing that into the comic books because it's such a weird superpower, right? Like it's so you know he talks to fucking fish. when he's when he's riding the whale. <laughs> yeah, it's Dude. funny. Dude, and they just drive the boat right through the whale. Dude, it's, and then it's, what's it's amazing. Who is it? Huey Ray is in the whale. He's like, you can just leave me in here. Yeah, he's oh, so in okay. shock. It's I mean, crazy. I do want to talk about that that kid for a minute. He's, I think, just doing such an incredible fucking job. Like, I don't know. What a great first thing to come out with, you know? Well, his first thing was Hunger Games. Who the hell was he in Hunger Games? Like one of the people that Jennifer Lawrence kills. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie once many years ago. But I mean, he's not, he's not like an actor, you know what I mean? In the way that like, Oh, some kid that like auditioned and got lucky. He's the fucking Meg Ryan and Randy Quaid's kid. You know yeah, what but I mean? I, like, but okay, he's doing a good job. I, I, he's him and Starlight are my least favorite. That's like my least favorite story. I, they are. Thing. I like him. I think it's just like boring. I did. But. We didn't notice there. Whenever their scenes would come up, like their their awkward kind of. Yeah, it's like time to check thing. my phone. <laughs> it is. They they did. I did see or like feel little dips in the in the in the action and like the driving the energy. Yeah, the energy. Well, and I think it's because oh, sorry, it's I, it's written that way, but it's like I feel that, you know, there's obviously the tension there because for the for the longest time it's like, okay, sh- great, Starlight's going off with them, but like how soon is it going to be until Homelander like figures it out or right. whatever? Like there's that tension there. But then like the budding relationship, it just kind of felt like 
I just didn't know if it was just how it was written. Like if the characters just didn't know how to. Well, in my opinion, it's because every other aspect of the show and every other storyline is such a visceral biting like satire. And they're taking that relationship and they're playing like kind of straight and they're trying to like be an earnest love story. But it doesn't fit. With the, the rest of the aesthetic but Caleb, of the show, that's what in my I was going to okay, I was just going to ask you that, right? Because like as a writer, you, you need something like that, right? You got to have those reprieves in these hour episodes. I mean, yeah, but like, I think it depends on how you structure each like scene. Uh-huh. Like you can have it all kind of be the same tone, but like, so like, in my opinion, a better version in the, in the same show is when they handle Queen Maeve and her girlfriend. Like yeah. it's the same kind of thing, but yeah. the, the message is still the same at the end where it's like, you're like, Oh, you let all these fucking people die in the plane crash. I have to, I have to fuck. I can't be with you. And no. then she like, is, is like, Oh, depressed. bringing that back in the second and she, season. Yeah. Again, it was very really smart. Right? So that's what I mean. And like with the Huey and star, it's just like, Oh, like they want to be together, but they can't be, they have to keep it a secret. But then they end up just helping each other anyway. But then she like leaves him, but then they don't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit in my opinion. I no, think no, it's, I know but that's I think it's fine, but it's the asking. weakest element of yeah. the show, in my opinion. Because yeah. then you got shit like Billy Butcher and his and his fucking dad, which is great. And you got Jesus. um, you got fucking A Train, his, and then his. Like, this is season one, but yeah. his fucking girlfriend crushing that dude's head with her ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, then like all of that though, like him killing her, like and then he, he kills her. Um, and then he comes back after a heart attack, and well, but then he I gets think blackmailed. It's, well, for me, like especially. Speaking of Queen Maeve and like the fact that like she gets outed essentially, right? And yeah, which so, is like, fucked up. Which is a whole which thing. Which is what, I, what happened in the X Men, by the way. That's what happened to Ellen Page. Is she got outed by Britt Ratner in X Men Three? So oh, that right. was a direct callback to that. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, which I haven't is seen X Men Three Holy in a shit. long time. That is yeah. fucked up. Well, it's and it's well as you know, someone who was outed, it's it's like it's not the the best feeling in the world. But you know, I was talking to Caleb right away that it's so interesting because as inclusive and as diverse as this cast is what's interesting what i find is that the the representation of just gay gay men in the like there it's always a lesbian couple it's always yeah i feel like in in like cw shows which all ha- have gay characters in it gay men but you never see their spouses you never see them with another man you just yeah. hear about it which i think is it's still a part it's still representation but like something like you know, even with like Amazon and stuff like that, it always seems to be uh, a lesbian on screen representation of. I'm trying to think. Um, well, I think that's because, and I think we did talk about we this did, because about I think that's part of the commentary because in America and, and the world, lesbianism is, is sort of eroticized and like it's sort of like yeah. viewed as like pornographic and as opposed to homosexual male relationships is much more of like oh if you want that it has to be a depressing art house movie right. that's the only way people will watch it <laughs> and i think it's just a trend and so i think that's uh, that's part of what they're doing but yeah. i do agree that that is something that's unfortunate and i wish that they had a uh not been able to do something differently because it's, yeah. it's always like it's like oh they're getting blackmailed like or like right. oh like it's like a secret yeah. See, I'm, you know? I'm just trying to i'm trying to run it through my head of like because you, you're right like i'm running through all the cw shows in my head to like Think about it. Yeah. Like, the only all the, thing, yeah, all the relationships you gay relationships you see yeah. on screen are between two women. It's never between two men. Maybe the the uh, detective or the commissioner for the flash, like the or the mayor or whoever. So I was thinking that, but I don't know if you ever see his husband. And if you do, right. like it's a little bit um 
Same thing uh, with Mr. Terrific. I don't think you ever see his. I I, I, I didn't finish watching it through. Um, Riverdale. I know they they have a, a bunch of stuff going on. Oh, that's I, not the same. That's not thing. the same because you're <laughs> purposely trying to hit every you know relationship yeah, across the like, board. That's like thirteen reasons why a level of like performative. Right, that's what I'm where every um, single character is now gay. On I don't know if you guys are, are keeping I'm, up with that show. Riverdale. It's the funniest nah. show in the world. It's so good. You guys got to check no, it I, out. I can't. I, but I yeah, that can't. was my only kind of criticism with like a well, you know, I hopefully in the future we're gonna kind of get to that point as well, but. It is something to kind of note with these with these types of shows is that it always, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, we have LGBTQ people in the show. Well, sure. Lesbians. Great. But, you know, where's that? Right. Who cares? The, like, those? yes, Which Simon is, type of thing. You know what's not so like pretty- not like verbatim. Yes, Simon, because that was a very teen movie like love story. But, but like, the, you know going, what I mean? Going the other way, even like going to more like middle age, like you would think we would see it so much more after Modern Family. I mean, the can right. and they, they were the. Best part of that. Modern show. Family was a great Not in superhero of- stuff, though. And I'm going to tell you why. Because all of that is marketed to China. Because the foreign market is where all of the action blockbuster movies make their money. And China literally has a no ghosts, no gays policy. You can't have ghosts and you can't have gays in your movie or they won't screen it. And that's real. And oh, wow. that's why I fucking hate all of this fucking Marvel DC shit because they don't actually care about the industry. They don't actually care about morals. They're trying yeah. to market to a foreign make sure they make their money I mean, to make their money ezra miller's the flash ezra miller what do you what do you mean he's not the flash isn't gay though that character no, ezra miller's gay that doesn't matter i'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're about, still selling the flash in china and it doesn't yeah well, no, i'm because talking the about the characters oh they don't care if the actor is gay okay i got you i got you sorry i was, I was confused you can't portray also God. he's not you'll see he's not gay he's he calls himself like I, he did an interview. He's like queer, which is not, I'm not saying that's like bad, but it's different. And he says, Oh he no. Mostly, also like, yeah, I apologize if I've missed mostly has had female. You know? It's not, it's not the same thing as like, you know, broke back mountain is what I'm saying. No, no, no. I, I apologize <laughs> if I've no, missed, it's not you. Uh, labeled anybody, you know, that was not no. my intention. What? Yeah. Careful. Cause he'll come beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and a flash. I dude, I love, we got him on flash. tape. I thought we he got was him great. on tape. He'll come and smack. He'll come and smack somebody. So you got to watch what you say. Hey man, hey man, that just went away. So what's funny is like, what's I want to double back real quick to the boys and the relationships on screen versus Starlight and uh, shit, Danny. No, what's the character's uh, name? Huey, Huey, Huey. Yeah, but like Frenchie and Kamiko, yes, I thought was yes. a great story arc relationship building type of like example for uh, in, in my opinion, like I'm, him well, struggling, like to communicate and wanting to communicate. It's kind of, uh, okay. Versus I, I, and I'll say for that season two, I think handled it. They handle it better. Mm-hmm. Cause in season one, it was just so like, Oh, it's like the quiet Asian, like the silent Asian stereotype. Yeah. And he's sort of like being really weird about, I just felt like in season one, it was handled so strangely. Like he was very clearly like fetishizing her and like trying to, I was just like, I don't understand. So I like, this season that she was kind of like told him to fuck off and like yeah. had a lot more agency and like the story with her brother. Well, and you found and then, out more about her background. Yeah. And then they why sort of like speak. reached a more sort of equal understanding. You, you also yeah. find out why Frenchie was like that. By the way, Frenchie might be my favorite character in the show. He's a that great, yeah, that actor fucking is awesome. Fantastic. He's, he does a good job. I, <laughs> he, he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he had some interesting stuff going on with the lamp later. Uh, which we haven't talked about. Okay. Yeah. Also, so I love that. I, I messaged you guys immediately. That, so that was as I was watching it this morning when that message came in about mm-hmm. Lamplighter. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. So I didn't mean to spoil it for you then. I apologize. No, no, no. I messaged you as soon as like 
It was like a yeah. little after I'd already seen everything, but yeah. Okay. So my favorite thing is that he's even got like the pyro Zippo. They went that far. Cause it's, you know, he played Iceman in the X-Men movies and that's my favorite yeah. shit ever. Yeah. It was very clearly stunt casting. And I liked, uh, I liked how they handled his whole, um, cause then in the comics, that's the character that I mentioned earlier that like he fucks up. And so they chain him up in the basement and they feed him his shit. And he's just like left as like a reminder about not to whatever. It's so wait, but over before the top. or after. After, what do you mean? So like, I'm saying, I'm saying they don't like. He doesn't. It's, it's totally different in oh, the so, comics. Like, oh, so he's just been gone the whole time because yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. locked. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, and so I like that they did not that, and they had him kind of uh, watching the porn, and then he fucking self immolates. <laughs> it's all. It's great. Yeah, yeah it was he, he was. He's a fun little three episode arc. Well, as soon as and, I saw uh, that it was like Aaron Ashmore or whatever, I was like, okay, well, who are you? Because like, he pops up on that phone call. And, you're, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he's also, so he's a Canadian actor. So he was one of those oh, guys sure. that was on everything that was like on here when I was well, does he have a twin. Yeah. So it's actually both of them were on everything. So it was even more, you'd see them everywhere. So I don't actually right. know if I assume that he was the one who played Iceman either yeah, way. No, it's, it's the one that played Iceman okay. for sure. But so, yeah. So Are they you were sure both, though? They're yes, twins. I, I am. But I'm so positive. they were, they were both in, in everything. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up. Yeah. So as yeah, soon yeah. as I saw him, I was like, okay, who are you? Were they in, in the Canadian show? version of Parent Trap? No. Uh, were they, Parent Trap was filmed in Toronto. Were they, were they the Lindsay Lohan in the Canadian <laughs> version of Parent Trap? Lindsay, the, 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 that, that house is like in the middle of Toronto. The house? The, yeah, the house that looks like it's, um, I'm going to kick you. It just came out. It doesn't come out, but whenever it does come out, I got to, I got to let you know. That's fair. (laughs) I do Um, like, I did real quick, real quick. I watched the, uh, Sean Mendes kind of documentary that came out two days ago. Was it good? It it was fine. Just talked about his like last two or whatever. But like, he did say, I get to see this, uh, stadium, eh? Isn't it cool, eh? And I was like, oh yeah. Sean Mendes. Uh, Canada. America's hat. (laughs) So, but, uh, fucking hat that's not on fire. So, okay, real quick, you and Sarah both keep doing this thing where you'll be like, Canada burned down the White House, which isn't true because I looked it up. Canada wasn't a nation yet. It was just part of the British Army, you fucking idiot. Whatever, Canada, same, same, it's same. It's not the same, same. No. It's not uh, the same thing at is, all. It is kind of the same, though. It isn't whatsoever. Anyway, hey man, sorry, we'll probably just, just cut this part you're out. You're just but talking logistics and facts, and that doesn't matter. I guess in this post-Trump era, <laughs> facts really don't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who cares Whatever. about the truth? You can anyway, make are we done truth. talking about the boys? It's great. I think it, I, I think um, please, please, please overall check I'd it rate out. it in like an yeah, eight I out thought of ten, it was like a four out of five. Fucking awesome. I'm so excited for it to come out. The one thing I want to say is so the there's that one character they talk about at one point. It's like the super soldier character, and they explain that it was like, you know, the Captain America type. Okay. They're, so they're talking about him, but that character they're bringing that character into season three. And it's like a super douchey Captain America type. And the guy they got is Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. And that's going to be... Didn't that show just end? And people were mad about it? Yeah. After 15 seasons. 15 seasons. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be clear, it should have ended a long time ago. You know what, man? I kind of always kept up with it. You know how I do with like YouTube clips and stuff Mm -hmm. um, to streamline things sometimes because there's a lot of that. And like the general storylines of the last while have been interesting and good. You know, they just kept making things bigger and bigger. But it's just one of those things that it's like, all right. If you like this show, just gonna keep putting it on. You know the I mean? fact the fact that like the legends on CW was able to ride in like a pot shot to Supernatural. They were like they went into like whatever timeline yeah. whatever they were going to, and then they're all the like Supernatural crew was dead, 
they're like, wait, that show's still going on. <laughs> like, it's like a little bit 10 second thing, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's been on forever. Oh yeah. You know, like just like Grey's Anatomy is going to go on for 40 seasons. So but dude, like the craziest thing is that show ends. So he's immediately like on the boys. And then the other guy is uh Texas Walker. They're doing there that show. So Walker, a, Texas Ranger. You mean? Or, sorry. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Texas oh, they're Walker. rebooting that. It's the story of an old geriatric fucking Texas. I think it'll survive in a nursing home. I'd watch that show. So, Should we move on just because we got so much to talk about? Right, yeah, sorry, we do. Right. Sorry. That was a good. Please check uh, out the boys. Yeah. The boys. boys is great. I have I no idea when they're going to make more because they're, obviously nothing's There's filming. You can't film that show right now. Films in Toronto. They're starting filming soon. I thought you guys just shut down again. Uh, not filming. Filming's still open because filming's oh, really because it it's all. Well, it's a, a lot of it. The bigger productions are you know, co-productions with America. I mean, um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, like I said, I was on set for a few days and I got tested every two days. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe we'll see so. it soon. I have no idea what they're going to fucking do because now Huey's working for the head exploding lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Well, and Butcher might have his own team and yeah. yeah. So dope. I don't know. So anyway, dope. so Brandon wanted us to watch a stupid fucking show about chess. I'm going to karate chop you. <laughs> not from over there. You can't. Not online, baby. I'm safe. I'll karate right. chop you. Yeah, do it, Josh. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Tell us about the Queen's Gambit, Brandon. Well, you know, I think probably most people have heard about it by now. It's a yeah, limited series on Netflix. Um, and I thought I, I just I loved it. I mean, I watched it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just very, very well done. Um, great story. I really... I really appreciated the ending. I'm interested to see what you guys think. There was certain things about the ending that I really liked. Um, like I said before, kind of not taking the bait with easy outs. And mm-hmm. then I thought the acting was fucking unreal. I thought she was fantastic. Um, you know, I will, uh, I will say that the general, like the overall arc from start to finish of, of the lead actress, the character I thought was, was, was good. You know, I thought when, when I go back and I think about where she started from to where she ended, I could see that growth and I could be like, OK, cool. Um, like we talked about in the boys, predictability, some, you know, not always bad. And this one, all, although predictable, like you got, you know, you have to have that last chess match. You know, I mean, that's Ooh. just if you don't do that, then I'm just like, well, why am I even caring? Because I want to see her play Borov or whatever the um, the Russian guy yeah. is. And. There were some callbacks to earlier episodes, like different like rep- repetition of lines and and the guy, the guy with the crazy hair. I didn't even realize that he was like the subject of a book that she really enjoyed um, that he she had to play with. So that was kind of cool. And it, it gave me the good feelings, the good feels at the end, well, you know, but well, what I liked about that end exactly just what you're talking about is the way that each one of those matches went. And, you know, they've built up this whole patriotic, you know, them versus them thing. And they're just yep. chess. They're just chess players, and that's right. what I really liked about the ending. You know, they didn't take the bait of the Russian U.S. stuff. I will say that because like, that's been done, and we're never going to get better than Rocky Four or Miracle. <laughs> Get mad. <laughs> Do you not like Rocky Four? I love I Rocky Four. I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't like Dolph? Uh, Rocky introduced. Uh, capitalism to Russia by beating the shit out of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, and then they like, all oh, communism's over. <laughs> they all like, oh, chanted Rocky. I will say, yeah. originally when I I dabbled into Queen's Gambit, Ryan had started it, and I went into like mm. episode two, and that was, and I started watching it right after the whole adoption thing. So like, I was completely fucking lost. 
I was like, wait, why are they? Why is the mom treating her daughter like this or whatever? And then when I literally went back to watch the first episode, I was like, there, there's all the information. I needed. Oh wow, imagine that! <laughs> Starting from the beginning is what you should do for a TV show. That's exactly. Crazy. <laughs> you know, well, because this, this was before I realized that we were going to do it for the podcast. So no, I, I was I'm like, just busting your balls. I just you think know. that's funny. Why don't I understand what's going on? It's episode yeah. two of the show that I haven't seen the first one for. Uh, um, man, Caleb, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm not as crazy about it as you guys. In my opinion, oh, I didn't say I was crazy about it. I'm just saying these are the good things that okay, I I'm so sorry. appreciated. <laughs> Well, the thing that I find the most impressive, apparently, I don't know jack shit about chess. I don't think I've played a chess game in my entire life. But what I what I do understand about having looked it up is apparently they hired consultants. And so, like, every game and every yes. move is, like, very accurate. And, yeah. like, and that's all done really well. So I I, I applaud the show for kind of going there. Because, like, as they could have easily not done that. And most people wouldn't have noticed. Well, you know? as, as somebody yeah. who plays chess, too, it made the show... 19 times more engaging because you're actually following or trying to, like I play chess. I'm not great at chess. So I'm trying to follow as she's learning things. So you understand watching. all these fucking things they're saying. Like, I understand the move. The now yes. move and, like, I, yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause it all made fucking no sense. You could have told me they made it up. I would have been like, okay, I have no, no idea. It all, it's all like what I didn't realize though. is like when they say that the strategist game or whatever, what I didn't realize and what I learned throughout and I found very interesting was the fact that, you know, if there's names to all of these maneuvers and things like that, there's like a reason you play. Like, I just was like, I know how the pieces move mm-hmm. and I know who can, you know, how what a ch- how check and checkmate quirt work. But I had no idea that like you're literally and this is what people do. Like you plan like 10 steps ahead, depending on what like your next move depends on what they do. Right. And you and in your mind, you know, everything yes. that's going on. And it's like crazy because like. What I mean is like instead of being like, oh, he moved his pawn here instead of here. I'm going to do the closed gambit or the open game. Like I, I didn't know that kind of shit, yeah. but like there's, it's crazy. It's, it's one of the, yeah. I mean, well, so part of the reason, okay. I, in my opinion, I don't think the writing is very good. And that's like kind of where my issues sort of begin and end. Like I, I would agree that the acting is what saves it for me. Mm. Like the acting and like the, the dedication to accurately portraying the game. Right. Like those are, in my opinion, what the two standouts of the show are. I think it looks very drab. Like it's very boring to watch, in my opinion. See, that's so interesting. I, I felt the opposite. And maybe it was for me, the editing stuff that got me, like the chessboards on the ceiling, like things like that. I thought were but, so but for every for, for But me. for every instance where that happens, it's just like fucking boring shots of like people walking around rooms. Like I think they put a lot of effort into like certain specific moments, but then the majority of the show... Cause it's a TV show and it's fucking seven hours long. So like, what do you, you know, yeah. there's like a lot of just like fucking static shots of people walking or like sitting down. I think a lot talking, of the energy a lot of shot reverse shot. It's not very interesting to look at. And the color palette's very Brown in my it's opinion. It's very muted. It's definitely very Brown, but I loved her. I mean, obviously she's great. Like we knew, yeah. we know we've been known that she's good since the witch and uh Peaky blinders. Like she's I always mean, good. We talked about this with Peaky Blinder season five. I pick on the podcast where she comes in like a fucking wrecking ball. You know, she's the only person to be able to, you know, stand in a room with the actress who plays Polly and like the character yeah. and have that same weight. It's so um, funny because Peaky Blinders changed their like poster on Netflix to to her. Oh, did they? <laughs> did they? Because it I used mean, to be gotta, the guys, the, it used to be the guys the, standing the there or whatever. But, yeah. um. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I thought the first episode was fucking awful. It was just so boring. Yeah. That little girl could not act to save her fucking life. And it was just like, I was just so uninterested. I didn't care. And the reason I feel like for me, 
and I know it's based on a book and I know it's adapted from something. I don't know if it's faithful, faithful to the source material at all. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, uh, my experience watching it felt so fucking manufactured. It's like, okay, not only is she a woman in a male dominated field, but she's also a genius, but she's also an orphan, but she's also a drug addict, but she's also an alcoholic, but she also has intimacy issues. So also her adopted mom is dead. Also like, it's just like, Oh my fucking God, lay yeah, off, yeah. like relax. It, it is. But also, <laughs> so from what my understanding and like the research I did, it's loosely based on Bobby Fisher's life. So they made it in the book. They've made Bobby Fisher a girl. Oh, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> that makes it so much less special then, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And then obviously there's like, but like the uh, trajectory of her career follows. Exactly Bobby's like career. Bobby Fisher. That's what I was wondering. Cause I was like, that's, this reminds me of Bobby Fisher's story. That's, so that's what it is. I don't that's know so fucking much. Dumb, man. And like Bobby <laughs> I like Fisher, it even less now. <laughs> Bobby Fisher was adopted, I think. And then obviously like there's a bunch of other stuff. Cause Bobby Fisher went nuts. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, right. But that's so do you understand thing. what I'm saying though? Like how it feels very like we're going to pack as much trauma as we can into her backstory. So that the end. Well, and then I think and that's then a vehicle like, for the ending to pay off more. Like when she when she wins, mm-hmm. it then it like it's like, oh, cool. She she did it. Right. But was she went was, through was all there ever shit. a doubt that she I, I never had one doubt that she wasn't going to. Right. No, that's what I mean by the predictability is like, you know, you knew she was going to rematch and she, she had to win. Everyone's been talking her up this whole time. She's already lost twice to him. But the win the is third time being, the charm. You the know? win is, in my opinion, finding like a home. At the end, and being comfortable in Russia with people, and- which is so fucking crazy. She gets out of the car and they're like, "What?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna hang out in Russia now. I guess I'm Russian." I was like, "Oh, okay." And no, was I just mean, like, she just said go for a walk. We don't know that for sure. Well, the guy was like, "You're gonna miss your flight," and then she sits down to play a fucking like, chess game. Like she's, she's not getting like, on that flight. But she's super loaded. She can do whatever she wants. She's the world. I'm champ, just though. saying, I was funny. I found yeah. it to be like, I, I, I don't, I don't think that. I don't know. I maybe I'm not making sense, but I, I found that the writing was not clever enough to 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 hide the fact that i was watching the seams of its construction like it felt very much that they were like trying to make a story about a young woman succeeding against all odds. no i, like, understand I was that. like and i i couldn't get invested i reason. was just i the like you said for me and and you guys know how i get but the acting was i i would have watched her all day doing how that, fucking you know? funny i i think ultimately yeah. he did a good job but like when when the fucking kid from Game of Thrones showed yeah. up in the in the I, cowboy I outfit, he was fucking great, man. He he he's a good actor, but I just don't. He looks fucking sixteen, and he's never not going to look sixteen. And he had this fa- awful fucking facial hair, and he had his ha- cowboy hat and his duster. I was like, <laughs> who? Who? Oh, you look like you're a fucking Halloween costume. Like, I what know, are you but, doing? But I ended up. But I I bought it by the end. I of it. I didn't. I would I wouldn't go so far as to say I bought it, but I do think he did a good performance. Like I thought yeah. that character was well done. I liked, yeah, the episode, but I never was I never bought it. He looked like a fucking cartoon. It was ridiculous. The episode, the episode with him, like the New York City episode, mm-hmm. although like somewhat of a filler, but like or well, I guess she learns how to like play speed chess is the thing. But you know him in the t shirt, I, I like him better. Like towards the end and him coaching her and like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff worked for me his, but at his awful new york basement apartment i was like yeah that rings true yeah i was like <laughs> that is accurate i yeah. was like and then like and then dudley's like trying the Vernon, american or accent. dudley dursley yeah he was great he was he's been, so he's been blowing good. up he's in yeah. everything on netflix now i wonder if he has a deal because he was in the coen brothers movie he was in the tom holland movie and now he's in this i'm like good for you man Killer. i want to i want to mention too that i think people have talked more about i think is design the design the production Ooh. design the like the the set design the whatever the prop design the whatever you call it art direction uh with it where like 
you know, it's based in the, it's the sixties, right? 50s and so fifties and sixties. Yeah. And so it's funny watching these kind of types of TV shows and movies is that there seems to have been like a, a, like a lens put on, like a filter put on it where it looks almost mu- very muted. Yeah. It was and it's, it was very with the, with the music, it was very Downton Abbey type of like with the piano and the, Ooh. and the fast thing between scenes and transitions. But it was like, you know, with her red hair, very bright red hair, obviously at the end, she's in her white outfit. She's the white queen. Uh, that's what I got out of it, you know, because she played oh. white to beat the guy. Yeah, I, I, I did it. That's, that's, like, that's apt. You know, you it's, so and you, all the Russian you men you are look, like, yeah. Elizabeth Armand. <laughs> so you, you got to look at like the design and like and I have to think that, you know, where does it fall where, you know, when you do a period piece and everyone just talks about the clothing and the design, and the costumes and how accurate they are from 60 years ago or whatever. And it's like, sure, you can do that research and you can like make sure you got the proper time magazine, the magazines look well, like accurate and the furniture and the everyone, you know, but it's only impressive for like the first couple episodes. Then I'm just like, now it's just like a, a muted Brown. Exactly. Know, and like, well, also I think what would have helped with the period accuracy, because I, I guess like visually sure, but like they didn't do the work to do the dialogue. Like all the dialogue just sounds like it's happening right now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, it was hard for me to get invested when I was like, Oh, like they're just speaking like people. They were speaking like characters that were written in 2020 would speak. And, and I just, it was like, eh. you know, I didn't find that with tombs towns towns. Yeah. I thought he, he, I, you can tell that he's English cause he sounds exactly like Henry Cavill when he does his American accent. Huh. Interesting. I didn't think that's about the that. only thing because he looks kind of like him too that's the only thing he I must have the of. same voice coach. speaking of thank you for pointing that out I totally missed our boy Tim there because he looks different than yeah Tim Kalkov with the oh scene. friend of the yeah. show Tim Kalkov and his green little speedo his yeah. cute little butt yeah, he's like <laughs> fucking like, jacked go, and he's like I'll see you later it was and so random because like I was like, oh, I know that person. Yeah. And it was just one scene. It's funny because he mentioned, he was like, yeah, yeah I just have mentioned. this new, like Queen's Gambit's coming out and I have a little scene in there. So you guys have checked me out. I was like, all right, we'll see. And I was like, I was kind of waiting. I was like, is he one of the chess players? What is he? And he fucking blew my mind. I was like, yeah, of course. Perfect. Great, great you know, fucking come scene. in with a little, little lover. Great character. Uh, yeah, so that was great, Tim. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, it, every time I watch periods pieces like this, I always think the amount of things that we got away with, like, how did anybody survive the, like, before modern anything like the, you know, it's like we have all these laws against smoking in, you know, in like establishments and planes and shit like that. And it's like, we forget that for decades upon decades, people smoked in these like pressurized tubes in the air. It was and like, nobody even like thought about like, completely legal to give children tranquilizers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't know. And, and it's just so, it's just so funny. Cause I'm just sitting here going, how did anybody survive? Well, a lot of people didn't, Josh, and that's why there's laws now. <laughs> oh. I stand corrected on the um, podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think maybe I went into it with higher expectations because everybody was like, oh, it's the yeah. amazing five star. It's just like completely fine to me. Yeah, it's it's fine. I, I agree. I, but I, I can see. Are you OK? I'm sorry. I can't. I, I cannot sorry. ignore this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sore. sure? Yeah, it's got sore muscle. But like you're, you look like you're in real pain. Are you sure? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just like massaging it. That's all. OK. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's just was kind of giving unreal praise to this. And I think it's, it's just okay. In my opinion, but I can see why Brandon is somebody who's invested in this game. Well, yeah, uh, that definitely helped a lot. And then, but I just, it it is that type of show with the tone that always gets me. Um, 
anything with that kind of intensity with, uh, you know, we've talked about this, but where the character is methodical and thinking and it's in their head. I, I love that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's always going to, going to get me anyway. But, um, I also, when I first saw it, I didn't have any expectations, you know? Yeah. So I turned it on and this little girl starts playing chess and I'm like, Ooh, what's happening? All right. He was great. I love Bill Camp, by the way, the person yes. who taught her. Cause he's in a lot of stuff and he, he's kind of like, Oh, that guy in this thing. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have like a big part in this, but I, I've always really enjoyed him, and I thought he did a wonderful job. Very memorable part, though. Very yeah. memorable part in it. Yeah, I mean, you it's, resign did, now. I, I think like, it was a little bit too obvious with all the bringing back all the characters, pretty much in one way or another, towards the end to make her mm-hmm. realize that. She oh, it was so cheesy when they're all on the phone. I <laughs> loved it. I you know, know you do because you're a fucking cornball. <laughs> but like, for me, like, you know, I do that. Well, what, kind of with Brandon, it didn't make me feel like the good feels, right? Like I was like, aw, that's nice. Like good for her. You know, she, she has a the, team. But is that a good? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I, don't know. I think it's. I think it's a taste thing. Like for me, I was yeah. like gonna vomit. I was like, oh, it's so <laughs> fucking saccharine. Because it is. It's like it is very like she, she meets the guy and they have their. I felt that would have been enough. Like she, she sees him in Russia and they hug and it's like, Absolutely. Oh, that's, they and have he, like, and, and then he he's like, out, yeah. I've got them all. I've got all your friends on the phone on the other line. It's like, Oh, shut the fuck so up. So essentially she cheated. Is well, but no, because they had to, because <laughs> then you kidding. watch and then you look at screenwriting is like, because they knew, Oh, we can't actually have it be because of them, because then people will think she didn't do it on her own. So they have that scene where Borgoff is like, oh, he, he did a move that he wasn't supposed to do. We couldn't have planned for this. And then she fucking wins anyway. Cause she's a fucking genius or whatever. Yeah. I don't know who cares. And then, and then she wins. And then what I did, what I thought was interesting though, is uh, they never do the easy thing. And have the the men she's playing against be like, oh fucking yeah. girl. I loved that. Yeah, they all great. they all treat her with respect, and they all say, "You are a great chess player." That was my favorite part, and it was very interesting because I I, I expected it to be the complete other way. And there are definitely like, especially when she's younger, like Dursley definitely underestimates her. But at the end, he's like, "You're." fucking way better than me and even yeah. uh fucking mr cowboy is like you're the best chess player yeah. in the world yeah. he's like i'm only beating you because you you do the same thing you know it's like that's a speed chess thing right yeah. like where you have that moment where he, he's like yeah but it's speed chess you don't have time to like this is i do this all the time with my friends like this is mm-hmm. why i'm beating you don't mm-hmm. don't get frustrated because you can't win at speed chess when you don't have time to think <laughs> you the fucking know, guy who exercise. looks like um Steve Wozniak <laughs> with the crazy hair. <laughs> what do you guys think of the the little tidbit of her sleeping with Chloe? Again, it was like, oh, she's also bisexual. Uh, yeah. She's a bisexual drug addict orphan. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like enough, enough with this shit. Yeah. But well, yeah, it, it that, felt manufactured that, to me. <laughs> especially that because it was the cut from the beginning to the end. It was like, shouldn't nobody... have done that. I hate, I hate that shit. Start where your stories begin. Should have, well, yeah, first thing we should have, should have been that car crash. In my opinion. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I did the same thing that we've been talking about the last yeah. couple of weeks. It's like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Enough Paris, nineteen sixty-seven. All of a sudden, she's a kid again. Because you have to. Well, you have to make sure that you know that she's an uh, alcoholic and a chess player, and then you, and then because those are the first two things. Anyway, sorry. Well, I actually kind of now that we're now that we're talking about it, because I do generally dislike that, but in this case, it being a limited series, it's telling you where it's ending, and that might be the I more important uh, part. But I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I'm watching your show. I know where it's going to end. I don't care about that. It also wasn't the ending. It was like the penultimate. It was like but the, but the penultimate important. Game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but no, back to what you were saying, Caleb, that was my favorite part was that, you know, Borgov and the other guy and all the main guys, it wasn't this like, it, it wasn't the man versus woman thing. It wasn't the Russia versus America thing. It was 
you are the best chess player I've ever seen. Congratulations. And like yeah. the other guy being like, you're magnificent. And, uh, you know, him, whatever he did, like he tugged her and retired. You know, the whole thing was just, I I like that they didn't take any of the easy shots there or any of the, what would yeah. have been easy, you know? Just took yeah, easy shots everywhere else. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, man, even like the Bobby Fisher thing, like his actual story goes that he, you know, thought the Russians were spying on him and like lost his mind. Well, because he was a fucking paranoid schizophrenic. Like, well, yeah. He had a diagnosable mental issue. And but I think that, that the show was like trying not to put that. that right. Like, exactly. They can't say that she was crazy because then people will get upset, you know? Well, so it was maybe. just like, it was just interesting. I, I, I think it's fine. I get why people like it. For me, it's a, it's a three out of five. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd give it a four for me. I really enjoyed it. Three and a half. But I'll say like with the boys, I had four. Definitely. Yeah. Four I, I, I yeah, mean, boys, four, is, four, four boys across for me. Boys across two seasons is a solid four, I think, considering everything. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where they go. I'm yeah. so excited for the next season. It's gonna be anyway, dumb. I don't know. I don't know how long we have left, but uh, I think it's time. I don't think we can put this off anymore. <laughs> I uh, I actually got to go. Oh, do you have to go? Do you have, oh, you have a heart out at 1148. <laughs> I don't, I'll talk about I'll talk about it by myself. I don't yeah, care. You know what? I can't let that happen. So I'm going to stay. <laughs> so it was my turn. And I know that every every three weeks, everyone dreads my turn. Oh, it's not it's always weird shit that nobody Yeah, but it's likes. always interesting stuff. <laughs> and I always understand why we're watching it mm-hmm. up until now. So the, sh- the movie of the week is called Dogtooth. I don't know how to pronounce it in its Greek name. Uh, by Yorgos Lanthimos. It was his sophomore film. It was a breakout hit. Uh, the way that Cannes Film Festival works is that there's the main competition for the Palme d'Or. And I don't, I'm going to butcher this because I don't speak French, but there's the parallel competition called Un Certain Regard. I don't know how you would say that in French. Um, and it's for like, it's, it's, they call it a unconventional narrative. So it's basically all the weird shit. That's fine. And so yeah. this won that prize in the weirdo competition that year. And then it, and then it surprised everybody by getting nominated for best picture at, or best foreign film at the Oscars. Um, and it kind of launched Yorgos's career uh, in internationally. And he's gone on to make films like The Lobster and Great The Favorite. Movie. Uh, which are both movies that I that I really adore. Yeah, and he's and he's sort of known. This was kind of how he got started with. In my in my opinion, he would go on to perfect the style, but this is emblematic of his balance of like absurd absurdity, uh, absurd comedy, and then also really like dark, disturbing, uh, sort of subject matter. Uh, this film is you know I think it straddles that line. It's like a black comedy, but it's also really fucked up. Uh, and it tells the story of a Greek family that has uh, isolated their children uh, from the world and are lying to them and uh, presenting a sort of alternate reality to how the world actually works. And slowly uh, the children start to gain autonomy and and try to find a way out of that. I think this movie's great. Uh, I'm curious to know now how you feel <laughs> and i know brandon's raring to go brandon do you want to go first or want me to go first i could be I want, a good segue into i want you to go first okay so last episode when caleb mentioned this movie he said that our good friend julia cameron wilson liked this movie and knowing her i was like okay interesting like i, I look forward to what's gonna what's gonna happen and i was i would my i was i was surprised but i also wasn't at the same time like of course so my thing with it is it's I will start off. It's not my cup of tea. 
Right. <laughs> I, I, I do. I definitely. Be. I I went into it with a, a very open mind, and I and I watched it all the way through, and I just didn't think it was it was just strange. But then you with the the Cannes Film Festival, like that category, totally makes sense because I want to. I want to ask you, Caleb, mm-hmm. the type of acting that was involved, where it. <laughs> It's hard for me to distinguish between whether it was a choice by the actors for the characters to not mm-hmm. really kind of have any real emotion or expressive anything throughout it, or was it, or was it just the fact that they, they maybe they were just kind of they weren't actors or whatever playing these siblings because it was very awkward at a lot of moments. Mm-hmm. The way they like, even in Greek, the way they expressed like spoke the lines and addressed the lines with intention or whatever. I just thought it felt flat in some aspects of it while they were talking to each other. Yeah. I thought some of the physicality in it, like especially with them, with the dogs and things like that. And, and the, the dad, the dad I thought did a really good job, like kind of portraying this character, this very oppressive father figure of like how they do their lessons and things like that. And even with the mother and her role in the whole thing and playing along so that the children don't suspect anything, you know, it's like, that was all well done and it all made sense and logical and every choice the father made made sense within the the situation of the movie Mm -hmm. even with the incest towards the end (laughs) it made sense for the world that he was building for his children when he couldn't bring in any more people from the outside because he couldn't trust him right yeah that all made sense but then my question what your thoughts on the acting and like the the lack of yeah any kind of underbelly well i mean if you watch like all of his other stuff, like especially stuff like the lobster or the favorite or killing of a sacred deer where it's more obvious because they are in English. Um, his, it's very much his style. Like everything's very blunt. Everything's very dry. Everything's very just like kind of like, no matter like how insane the things they're saying and doing are, it's presented in a very like, just like truthful, straightforward way. And that's in my opinion where like the absurdity comes in and that's mm-hmm. like where the yeah, comedy kind of comes in. So I, I, I've seen enough of his kind of filmography to, to be confident that that's like a intentional choice. Cool. Yeah. Um, but sorry, Brandon's been waiting. Oh. <laughs> I just, I want to know. Um, <laughs> I got to know. <laughs> I just don't care about any of it at all from the beginning. Even like, I didn't want to interrupt, but like Josh, what you were saying there with like the, everything the dad does in the movie makes sense. I just don't know why he's doing any of this or care. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just, and it's like, the whole thing just seems masturbatory to me. I don't know. I just like, it's not my cup of tea. I just don't care about any of it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? You know? Masturbatory. Was, I'm, I'm curious, that choice of words. Just, it felt very like, I want to make something that's weird. And that's cool. And like, there's parts of it that like, and that's the thing. I'm a fan of his other movies. So I see where this leads to. Mm-hmm. So like, I like that he did it, but I don't need to watch it. You're just curious as to the why we needed to be told this story. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you're kind of? Yeah, yeah. This just doesn't feel like a point to me. Well, I think, in my opinion, I think. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. You know I, what I, mean? I, I do. I do think, like I said earlier, he would go on to kind of perfect like this style. Like I think, like the favorite yeah. and the lobster are like much better versions of this movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, I definitely think there is a point, and I, and I. I'm happy to share my thoughts. Yeah. Like, please, I, <laughs> I, think that, look, I think there's points. I just don't think it's anything that like, like, yeah, the point that like people need 
to be sociable and not locked up is like pretty fucking obvious. Well, I I mean, I feel that the movie is kind of commenting on the very real issue that's kind of going on in lots of different cultures around the world where it's like you sort of like people sort of have a lot of freedom to kind of treat their kids however they want. Like you're you, there's it's very like permissible across lots of different cultures to essentially abuse your children like this. Like even in America, there's mm-hmm. like lots of sort of stories you hear about parents just completely isolating their children from the world and like not teaching them how it works at all and not sort of being honest with the reality that like, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind it's, of taboo to like step in. Like it's you're, you don't have a right to tell me how to treat my children. Yeah, like, right, but, but, it's like on. completely so that point right there which I agree is a very clear point. We just saw them do that in the boys and it was nine times more entertaining for you. I guess in your opinion. Yeah, I guess I think, I mean, entertaining is an interest. I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to like argue with that because that's your taste for me. Like, I think this is going for a very different tone, obviously. And I think like, you know, it's completely legal in this country, in America to tell your kids like, Hey, you know, just for experiencing the very natural body processes of like going through puberty and discovering your sexuality, you're going to burn in a pit of fire for all eternity. You're completely allowed to do that in different cultures around the world. Conversion therapy is still a thing in these States, isn't it? uh, Yeah. They just overturned the law banning it in Florida, which is, Oh, is that what happened? That's why it's in the news. Okay. Uh, It's completely legal in different countries around the world. uh, If you even suspect that your daughter is, uh, engaging in a romantic relationship outside of marriage to kill her. That's completely legal to do that. And so I think this movie is kind of commenting on like, you know, you're they're pre- they're presenting this story of like these parents that have total control over their children's lives to the point where they are teaching them like the wrong meanings of words to prevent them yeah. from discovering certain concepts. They're Yeah, the salt shaker is called the telephone. The telephone, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The sea is like an armchair. That's concept of like the ocean. A pussy and is so a big light. And so it's sort of like, you know, yo, and that, and like, but it, what it leads to is this like really uncomfortable, but like funny moments. Like that, just to segue, like a pussy is a big light. So they all like look up at the ceiling light. Like, wow, a pussy. Like, it's like, it's funny to yeah. me. Like, it's like fucked up, but it's funny. Like there's that, there's so much absurd comedy in this. Like, I, I think it's absolutely hilarious but at the same turn, it's so fucking disturbing because in my opinion, this is only a slightly exaggerated version of things that happen every day. Like it's presented in a very surrealistic, silly, like, like cinema, cinematic language. But like, I would fully believe that this is happening right now. There was that documentary a couple of years ago about that family that was locked up in that Manhattan apartment, their yeah. whole, all the kids, their whole life. It's happening. And so I don't, I don't think that there's no point to it in the way that you described. Like, yeah. I think there's very much a point but and that's again, just me. No, but it's fine. That, it's fine if it didn't connect with you, but, I, but I'm that's, just saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, I agree with you. I just, I think that's extrapolating a lot, you know, which is fair. It's just, I didn't care enough from the top to get any of that. Cause there was no, I just didn't end up like, you know what I mean? I didn't connect with the story at all because there was no base work at the beginning. Because it's so abstract. And I get that. I understand what mm-hmm. we're going for here. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate how it's shot. Also, the other thing that kept throwing me off, by the way, is every time there was a sex scene or anything, I was like, well, now I'm thrown off because all I can think about is how did they do this? Was this okay? I did like, ha- I did have a moment you know of like, I mean? you know, because we just talked about 
with Crash a couple episodes yeah. ago, mm-hmm. uh, with like the safety underwear and things like that. That's there's the full thing, on man. masturbation, or like at least you know working to then have sex with an obviously naked. And the shot was set up in a way where it, it to me, it seemed continuous. Right. Same. And I I know that I, there has to have been a way, but also like to think about it though, like this is Greek, right? Like this is an international yeah, film, Mediterranean, where Europe. there I feel like there's there's like maybe culture. different things that for are sure. allowed I'm in just cinema. Saying for me now in twenty, I'm not saying they had full on sex. Watching but I'm saying, this, but yeah, no, but who knows? But the point is, for me now in twenty twenty, watching this, the idea obviously doing something like that in a movie would to would be to take you less out of it. It did the opposite because all then I could think about was the actors and like, was this what the fuck happened here? Was this all on the up and up? I hope it was. So just for me personally, that put a big gap in the movie because I. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel you, like you know what I'm saying? It's been over a decade. I feel like there was news to be heard. It would have been heard. No, by that's now. not what I'm saying. It's just the way my mind went when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's so unusual. Right. You know, that's There's not like a lot. Yeah. yeah, but that's like European film that happens a lot. Like you think of like, you know. It, yeah, I'm like, saying had a very I seen casual it attitude in any movie, like let's say I threw on like let's say Nymphomaniac was on TV for some reason, which it, it wouldn't be, but it, even that would like you know it was on the <laughs> up and up. They all talked about it beforehand. You know what I mean? Or uh, I think so at least. I would have the same reaction now though. I'd be watching it and being like, was this really cool? Like this all was cool? I don't know. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I guess I was invested enough that I you know it didn't bother me because I know I know going into your ghost joint like there's going to be some weird sex shit. So, yeah, which is also yeah. fair. Like, so, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's extrapolation. I think this is like that's like the only conclusion to draw from watching this movie. That's like what it clearly has to be about, you know. Because I know that he's a good filmmaker, in my opinion. I know he's like a storyteller that's competent, and like, and has gone on to prove that with his later works. So I don't think it's just like random shit. And I, I personally, I was invested because it's like, what the fuck is happening? And you start to piece it together, like, oh, like this is what the story is like with these little shots of him cutting labels off water bottles, like the little shots of him, of them like hiding the telephone and them like having the sticker game and the whole like story they make up about the brother <laughs> being dead. And then they have to like get yeah. on their hands and knees and start barking like dogs. Cause, Cause they like, the cat, cat is the most you know? ferocious animal. I, yeah, I thought that's funny. It's like funny. And even that, up. I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't like follow. So like when there was like an actual older brother that left and they said he died or what the fuck is going on? Well, so their whole thing is like, it's dangerous to leave right. the house. Well, I'm so saying, like, was there an actual older brother or they just lied about that from the beginning? I don't think so. I think, it I mean, I, I think it's like, I think it's whatever, however you want to interpret you it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very interpretable, but like, they, 100%. but I think it's how they clever. They, they're like, Oh, we're going to use this as an opportunity you know, to teach a lesson. And he like cuts up his clothes. It's like a cat got me and it killed your brother. And then like, I don't know. And then the airplanes fall from the sky and they have little plastic toys that they throw on the ground because they they don't want to acknowledge that airplanes are real. It's interesting to me. I don't know. I think that the way that he constructed the story, because it, it is ridiculous. And but like, I don't know, like Josh, you were saying, like all of their actions, given their goal, it's like they're clever and it makes sense how they like construct this fake world for the children. Yeah, they have a whole opinion. the whole incident with with Christina and she's obviously influencing in a certain way the older daughter, mm-hmm. you know, not 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 even just the whole lesbian like kind of moment, but like the the fact giving her porno so she can learn and like that. And her dad, you know, abuses her quite a bit with the VHS or whatever. And like so unapologetic because he's like, how dare you as punishment? And then so she's forced, you know, so Christina obviously 
is outed. She gets her head also bashed in by a VCR player. Whatever. Yeah, and it's like blunt and it's and very it's, like startling. It's violence. startling, but it's that leads to a very logical realization by the father and the mother to be like, you know, obviously we have to keep getting our son. Like he's he's learning his whole thing. So like, which is let, yeah, let again, him go to the sister. You a know, commentary whatever. on international like, cultures where it's like it's like expected that men experience sexuality, but like the the women are kept pure. And it's only as a last resort that he had that they yeah, assigned exactly. one of the sisters to like so, be his sexual partner, you know, which having, is like fucked up. Having to like separate ourselves from like our lens as Western civilization, I guess. I don't. They would probably be Western civilization, but in terms of well, American yeah, I mean, he's not presenting any of, of this as like it's good. Like he's obviously like criticizing all this stuff. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's my point. Is that I don't need you to tell me it's not good. It's blatantly not good. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why it didn't. Because again, I like him as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I expected more by the end of it. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. I get I get this. And knowing that it's, you know, earlier on, it was what building to things. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But exactly what you're saying, like all of that is it's right there. Like I get all of that. It's just yeah. I, I know you it's don't bad. you don't think there's value in exploring because like, you know, we know that it's bad, but like But, but again, I think that in how he explored it. Or how it was explored in the movie just didn't, for me personally, like you were saying before, mm-hmm. this story, the way that it was explored didn't grasp me, mm-hmm. you know, um, because for me, it felt, it felt a little more manufactured in that, like, we're putting all these kids here, we're making them the same age so that then you can get into this incest, incest stuff at the end. It, it just in the same way seemed manufactured to me to get to these certain wow. points and points. I don't that's think, really, I, in my opinion, nothing that's... about this film seems manufactured. <laughs> I don't know who, what committee would sit down and, and create something like this. But as a, but <laughs> as, as a filmmaker, I mean, you're setting, you're putting out a set of restrictions on your characters and you're setting those. Okay. So let's say you went into it just with the idea of like, you wanted to talk about all those things, right? You have mm-hmm. a litany of different things you can do. Like you said, you can put people in a, I mean, the room, the movie The Room, right? Okay, yeah. It's virtually same, similar ideas, right? For me, the room. In, what are you in, ta- Tommy Wiseau? No, no, no. So no, no, no. Not that one. The other one, Brie Larson. Oh, that's not. That's just Room. That's not okay, the room. room. Sorry. Well, it's a big fucking difference. <laughs> it's clearly, difference. based on my reaction, <laughs> I was like, "You're great, a fucking asshole. You're reaction. being a dick if you think that Sorry. that's what this." <laughs> Hilarious. Great reaction. No, no, no. Room. You know what I'm saying? But like another <laughs> yeah, kind of that. All right. Well, I'm now just saying, I do. Like, for me, that's a more, uh, if you're going to tell tell me that point or this general story, right? And obviously I know it's it's, it's different, but it's similar. Yeah, it's, I think it's entirely I, different. I, 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 I think it's way too different. I, know, I, I Well, I hear, no, no, Brian, I hear what you're what saying. I'm saying, right? But in my opinion, I feel like it's like kind of apples to oranges to compare the two because that's a Hollywood movie. And this was made for but fucking $100,000 in Greece. Well, okay, like, see, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, <laughs> but then again, like I didn't go into it thinking that way. And that's my point too, right? Yeah. I also like a couple things going into it threw me off as we're talking about it now. Like the fact that it was on shutter, I didn't look at, at any of it as a comedy, you know, cause I you was didn't like, think okay. it was, you didn't think it wasn't funny when they were barking on their hands and knees like dogs. Like it's absurd. No, and I, it's I, like- but, but my headspace <laughs> wasn't going into it as a comedy cause it was on shutter. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's right. a bunch of things that were just like, I don't know if shutter's the right Avenue for it, but you know what I, mean? I think it's I think it's plenty disturbing. No, like then, the, I mean, but, but then I only looked at it disturbing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. You know? No, it's definitely it's definitely meant to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think 
when we when I I think when we say comedy or things that are funny, I think it's more from that lens of uncomfortability because like the dance was fucking hilarious. Like no the flash dance, yeah. yeah. When she goes the into flash, flash dance and, and then they just, just get so beat the shit out of her, it's fucked up, but it's like funny because yeah. it's like what what is happening? Um, in my opinion, and same thing with like the you know the kids, you know, it's it's, it's weird, but like with the shutter lens, like yeah, it kind of. I wish it was on kind of more. It was on other like streaming platforms. Yeah, because Shutter is such an like a, a weird thing. <laughs> Did you, you guys see- read the comments too? Like, no. under, if you go under, if you like go on Shutter, it's a bunch of like one stars. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's so funny because like I get it and I understand this isn't for everybody. And I'm not necessarily trying to like change your mind, Brandon. That I'm, you know, that it, to get you to like it. But I personally think that it has a lot of merit. I think more than maybe people are giving it. But I, I, I think that, and I think this is fair. I just think it goes. You know, it's interesting where. I think a lot of that merit comes in in you knowing the filmmaker, which is completely fair, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the same for me. But it's, for me, it's going the opposite way. It's because I know the filmmaker. I, ex- I just expected more. I expected something at the end, you know? Well, that's... I want to talk about that because I found... What I what I noticed, I was surprised on how long it took for one of the kids to finally... And of yeah. course, it's the, older, the oldest daughter. And mm-hmm. like, going back to what you said, Brandon, about like, the kids all kind of being similar ages. Like, I don't think like, I think the, the, the mother and the father had children like normal people do. They just, this is how they raised their children. So like they had children, you know, you know how everyone has the, the three children yeah, within two or the three five, years whatever, children, yeah. you know? And so, but then the whole thing with her being pregnant with twins and then like, Oh, she's going to birth a dog. But really he's just going to buy a dog and bring it home with the babies. But like, you know, it's, that didn't bother me as much. I didn't think that was like completely like what you mentioned, possibly manufactured. It definitely just fit. But with the ending, it, I thought it it took too long for one of them to realize, fuck, if I'm just waiting for my dog tooth to fall out, like I'm getting out of here. Like this is I don't feel that way because you know, they've spent so much time in the movie demonstrating how extensive the network of lies is. And it only gets fucked up when they introduce someone else into the equation, which is Christina okay. like bringing an outsider into the, into the thing. Like they've managed to keep it insular for so long. And then like, but ultimately something like this isn't sustainable forever. So of course, at some point it falls apart. And that factor was the woman who but they brought. I think her, well, I just, sorry, can I just touch on something? Cause I think an important yeah. factor is I didn't even realize that's why she knocked her teeth out until Josh just said that. Did you just, did you, but they like explain. They say it in the they movie. Say it, they the say you can only leave when you lo- use your dog tooth. They say so much shit. Yeah, that's why you gotta no, pay attention. Read <laughs> the subtitles. They do say a lot of stuff, but that's one of the, th- I mean, the movie's called Dog Tooth. They have a, oh, at dinner, they have a moment where it's like, when can you leave when your dog tooth falls out, which is like your canine, your, your, but that's like yeah. a, a, not a baby tooth. It's an adult tooth. So it of course will never fall out. Yeah. So I think, you know, what that is supposed to symbolize or what I get from it is that the daughter is like discovering agency. The only way I'm going to yeah, escape yeah. is if I take this on for myself. And I think it's really fucking gruesome. Teeth freak me out. So she's banging her fucking face with a dumbbell. That's disturbing to me. Yeah, yeah no, and then, I mean, that makes a little more sense to me now. <laughs> and then, um, oh, fuck, I had something else to say. But yeah, I don't know. I well, I think, yes, but I think it's also because with with kind of her, I don't know, I, they never really establish how much younger the, the son is compared well, to the I other. I think, yeah, they're all supposed I think to be young like adults, a years, like late teenagers, yeah. early 20s, all the same um, age. And I think... Which is disturbing because they know so little. Right. They're exactly. infantilized. Oh my God. In my yeah. opinion. <laughs> but like her, get, like getting in the back of the car and waiting, I thought that was clever because for me, I'm thinking like, yeah, fuck yeah, get like get through the gate and just fucking run, run, bitch, run. 
mm-hmm. you know, but well, she goes because they the- established earlier that that's like the only way you can safely leave is through the car. So she has to sit in the trunk. And then it's like, you know, we hold on that car at his work or whatever. And we don't know if she, what happens to her. Yeah. We don't know if she like suffocated yeah. or if she will get mm-hmm. out. Or- I think it's a really tightly written screenplay. Even if like, obviously if you can't buy into like the reality of what's happening, of course it's all going to seem dumb and maybe some of it is dumb, but I think he did a really good job about like, taking this concept the farthest you possibly can yeah. while, while it still remains like sort of <laughs> believable. Cause again, like this happens, like people tell their kids all the time. It's completely legal to lie to your kids. It's completely legal to say evolution's not real. It's completely legal to say that like, you know, God punishes people for being different than you. And like, you know, and I think it's just that idea taken to the extreme. And that's why I think it's really interesting. And I picked it, you know, this week cause it's like, I was being glib earlier, like, oh, it's like Thanksgiving, <laughs> so we'll do a movie about family. Because, <laughs> you know, but I think, I don't know, I, I, I like it a lot, and I totally hear your criticisms of it, and I'm sorry it didn't grab you in the same way. No, but at the but, same time, like, it's, inter- you know, there's always interesting stuff. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Again, like, knowing the director and writer, he directed mm-hmm. and wrote it, right? You know, it, it, uh, he's, he directs and co-writes everything. And co-writes. I forget yeah. the name of the co-writer for this. I just, I just, the lobster I felt was so complex, comparatively. Yeah. That's what got me. You know what I mean? But that makes yeah, sense I mean, there's in a, the trajectory there's a thing of the career. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to go to watch this. Through. Although it's like trying to like as as artists and as people who are now seeing all sorts of different kinds of movies to, to how how do we practice that seeing it through a more of an open mind and not necessarily through like our own personal experiences and things with these types of movies. Because, you know, my favorite thing that you know, uh, one of our professors said, uh, Brian Reinhardt, like throughout school was like, he goes over to Germany to do like theater. Cause like Germany is so like, they, they talk about c- weird shit. <laughs> so weird. And like, they don't give a shit. And like, th- you can get away with a lot of shit over at Germany. And it's just like how, how that works. So it's like getting in behind and then in the mindset of different artists and filmmakers and storytellers that are completely out of my Avenue of yeah. taste or, Mm-hmm. feel or whatever you know but it's like it's it's intriguing to me because because you have to be able to like have that moment of oh shit they're naked and she's jerking him off to get ready for sex oh they're gonna they're having sex how are they gonna do that to then going okay past that now let's like how does this fit into the the overall story what i also want to say is now that we're kind of dabbling into finally filming our own stuff it's the it's the use of like single shot long shots of just mm-hmm. You know, maybe having a scene like that first scene in the bathroom when they're talking about the the endurance game with the tap of water, you know, it reminds me of, you know, when you're a kid and you like you're with your siblings and you're just bored and like, yeah, we had TV and stuff like that before. Like we had our Game Boys like it's like you come up with games to play and like have endurance under the hot tap like it's totally it was like, yeah, that actually I probably find that interesting to see. But but the shot is on the youngest daughter and the other two actors are off camera, but they're still having their scene. And so like for me, it's, you know, it's it's then also learning as a director and stuff like that of how to have one setup or one major um, setting for principal photography. And then how do you stage and put the camera and follow and things like that? Right. It's very simple, which I appreciate with the editing stuff like that. There's also not a lot of score to it. 
I loved that they didn't have a score. That's something I really liked about it. The only music you hear is like when they're playing it in the universe of the movie, like yeah. on the radio or on a record. I thought that adds because like it's unsettling to like be in silence. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like that personally added a lot of the atmosphere to me. And then like, yeah, it's fucked up because like he's listening to like the Sinatra record in English and like purposefully like mistranslating to the kids like obey your parents, like love your family. It's insidious. And I think like it's very quietly disturbing, like moments like that, yeah. you know? So it, there's, it's, it'll be something going forward too that, you know, as artists that we have to kind of sometimes, you know, digest and like sit with something that does make us uncomfortable. You know, that's what, I mean, that's what I did. I sat there thinking about it afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Awesome. I mean, like, again, oh and to me, like I did, I do think like a lot of it is very funny. Like I love like, <laughs> I mean, the, the the when they're barking like dogs, that's just so fucking bizarre. And I think it's great. I think the flash dance thing is great. I love when the guy is like when the son is like at the fence and he's like talking to his imaginary brother. And then the parents are like, oh, he's at the fence again. <laughs> <laughs> like it's stuff like that. I don't know. I, I, I think or like it's yellow flowers. Or zombies, yeah, but then he's, like, like, then he's like, and he's like, mom, there's two zombies in the yard. And she's like, oh, yeah, I told him they were dandelions. Like it's like, <laughs> or the, you know, like, it's like, he's like, dude, she, he was throwing rocks at me. There yeah. until was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they know that there's not a cat, but so he's like, "Yeah, a cat came in and hit his knee with the hammer." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Yeah, well, you know, you have to be prepared." It's just fucking bizarre. I don't know. Was there anything you liked about it, Brandon? No, I mean that's that's not the that's like especially all the stuff Josh was talking about, like the way it was shot, the direction of it, the yeah. art direction of it. I appreciated all of that. Again, like I, for me though, again knowing his work that was all expected that's his style and that was all great mm-hmm. i just in my head expected the same you know level of stuff but it, it's it's earlier work mm-hmm. so it's, it's more just putting it in that headspace also like the shutter thing really threw me off i was expecting like a horror horror movie you know what i mean so watching all this i was expecting some big like horror twist or like you know what i mean so looking yeah. at it mm-hmm. as an abstract you know hour and a half movie that was made for a hundred thousand dollars is very different yeah you know then, oh, then so it's more of just like using like mm-hmm. that is expectation much more, of the creator right. and then the the platform that it's on right exactly then it's much more appreciation now of like okay well now i see what you're trying to do in a much more yeah. difficult way because you're making you don't have the option to do whatever the fuck you want you don't have the option to pack a fucking you know to have 200 extras in a cd you, you don't get any of those options you don't have the option to film this in New York and put it in an apartment. You know what I'm saying? So like as early work that then makes you blow up, mm-hmm. I get it a lot more, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Also, especially yeah. as a piece that shows his style, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, everything that you watch that he filmed after this, like so clear, like this is so clearly a blueprint right. for like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Like in my opinion, his best movie is the favorite, but I also really love the lobster. Mm-hmm. And I think they both do a better job about handling that balance. Like those two movies are much like outwardly, like more comedic well, while the, also still being disturbing. I just think the, the storytelling is more concrete for me, you know, the yeah, narrative. Well, yeah, he's had, he has, he's had a decade to refine it. Now. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. And then like knowing that, and especially like doing a movie for, you know, that little money, you have such limited options. So now it is like, okay, what can we do here? That's basically one setting limited cast. You know what I yeah. mean? So now it's all, okay. Now I'm like, all right, all right, all right. For sure. Here's a, what do you think came first? So like the idea of, I think this, the story and this idea came 
first. Cause yeah, he, I think if he we, was when inspired create... to write the story or inspired to do the movie because uh, I guess a married married friends of his that had just gotten married and were talking about having a children and Yorgos was like, I would I would hate to fuck up my child's life. It was like, you know, and then it's just like kind of extrapolated from it's yeah, like it's anxieties. Just, it's just like went, any yeah, ran with it, ran with it. And yeah. then, you know, I do think, it, you know, you have an idea. And then how can I best execute this idea with so little money that I have? Right, exactly. You so, know, then you, yeah, you know, you, you mix and change things and, and yeah, you put a dash of incest and it's Caleb's movie of the year. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, I think it's, I think, I don't know. I, I'm just still hung up on, you know, I, I think there's absolutely a point to it and I, it's fine if you don't like it, Brandon, but I, I just wanted to defend his artistic intention as much as I could. No, no, no. I, I understand that. Like I said, for me, it's not, it's not that I don't understand the point or even disagree that that is the point. That is blatantly the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, I was like, but I know that, <laughs> you know, I feel like if he did this movie now, I wouldn't be saying that. I'd be like, okay, there's the point, And here's why you wanted me to know this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the part that's missing for me is that here's the point, but what are you adding to it? Does that make sense? And I think that's just an early artist thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's 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 just less defined, right? You know what you're trying to talk about, but not exactly what you're trying to say. But I feel like he does that. Okay. In just, yeah. For in I, my I opinion, just don't. yeah. In okay. my opinion, I think yeah. he, I yeah, think yeah, he succeeds. But I totally understand yeah. where you're coming from for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys don't have anything else to talk about. I like. I also really like when she discovers the the Hollywood tapes, and so she starts quoting like Jaws and Rocky, and uh, I want to be called Bruce. And the whole scene of her like. Getting right. into her body, answering yeah. to Bruce. Yeah. That was a funny thing. Yeah, she's like sitting down and she's like, if you say Bruce, I'll do this. And like turns around. And, then, <laughs> and like, yeah, it's like it's like weirdly charming. And until something fucked up happens and you're like, oh, right. right. This is like a horrible nightmare. But then like because these kids don't know any better, it, you know. Yeah. But then even the scene, you know, after like they have the incest and she, they're laying there and she's like, if you ever do that to me again, I will kill you. And you're like all your of whole your clan, clan you yeah. know. And it's like, she's quoting a movie. She's quoting movies because that's yeah, all now just, that she knows. I think it's awesome. great. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Exactly. Like that, yeah, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, there were certain <laughs> scenes that were good. I was just like expecting more. That's all. Yeah, I totally get that. I don't know. You have anything you, else, Josh? I don't have anything. If you. Uh, no, I, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, Yorgos is definitely not for everybody. Uh, this is definitely not his best work, but. I think that it's, you know, really sort of talking about a very serious issue in a unique way. Um, and I, for me, it's a, it's an easy four out of five. See, it's interesting. I think what got me there and it's, it's such a perfect way that you just said that. Cause for me, it obviously is an important issue and that didn't even click until we were talking about it. And I think for me, that's what, makes the gap in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it like a 2.5. Sure. I'll give it, um, I'll give it a three only because aesthetically and just kind of storytelling wise, not, not my cup of tea, but I, but I appreciate the conversation and the work done to it. Um, yeah, it was definitely a good conversation. So now I definitely understand why we were watching it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool guys. So, uh next episode my choice um i've been going back and forth but i think 
So Ryan just got this great movie called The Elephant Man. It's a 1980 movie by David Lynch, going back to uh, Mr. Lynch, uh, four years before he did Dune, um, which we did, we, we did a few episodes back. So please check that out. Um, it's on the Criterion collection, Criterion channel. So check that out. And I think it'll be a nice, cool way. We got our boy Anthony Hopkins in it. Um, John Hurt. John Hurt. John Gilgood. John Gilgood. Uh, I think Elizabeth Bancroft, too. I mean, the yep. cast is insane. Annie, Annie Bank, Bancroft. It's a real Bancroft. real classic right there. It's it's going to be nominated for a lot of Academy yeah. Awards. And yeah, it'll be nice, quick, and easy. You know? So... I think that should be the only thing we do next week. I think. Do you want to talk about business stuff while we're still on the air? <laughs> oh shit! All right, hold on, pause, and I'll go back in. The Elephant Man, 1980. <laughs> uh, David Lynch. Sorry, listeners. Um, yeah, for next week. That's so funny. Yeah, that's the good. Elephant Man. The Elephant Man. There Wait, was is a, it the Elephant Man? The Elephant Man. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's interesting. There was a play done on Broadway a few years back with our boy Bradley Cooper. Our boy. Probably the same. Uh, our best friend. Yeah. Probably based on the same kind of source material. I know this movie was based off a couple books. Um, I know Brad wants to. He, he keeps trying to come on, but we just don't have time for him. We just have no. to keep bumping him. So, so busy. Yeah. We keep yeah, pushing sorry, him back. Brad. But cool. So next week, Elephant Man by David Lynch. Criterion Collection. Their channel. Is it channel or collection? So the, the channel is the streaming service and the collection is like the company that releases the special edition gotcha. DVDs and Blu-rays. They're so run by the same people, obviously. Obviously. Okay, uh, cool. So it's on the, the, the Criterion channel, the streaming service, if you have it. So please check it out. If you don't have it, get it. What are you doing? Get it. No, you definitely. hundred bucks a year for the best streaming service, in my opinion, because they have not only great films, but also great interviews, commentary tracks, behind the scenes footage. Uh, it's just fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah. Knowledge, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Again, check out uh, We Are Three M Affairs podcast. Um, we are on all the major podcast sites, if you ha- haven't noticed yet. <laughs> Our new episode coming out for this last week. Oh, yeah. Week. Do we want to say? John Wick. I don't know if we talked about it. Yeah. That coming inter- coming up, we do have. Interview. Yep. We have a special interview with Ali Keller and Jim Fagan yep, from who directed and produced a film called Zero Issue. So I think you can watch it on YouTube for free, right, Brandon? Uh yep, it's on YouTube for free. We'll throw the link up on our Instagram. Um I was the art director art, art director of it. Um and it was while we were in school. And Jim Fagan is a MFA director from the actor studio as well, graduated a few years before us. So it'll be a fun conversation. Great. Yeah. And yeah, they'll be great. They'll, they'll be it. recording here shortly, and so it'll be up probably in the next couple of weeks. So check that out, as well as our our now thirty seven episode library that we have. It's kind of nuts that we have so many episodes. Yeah, but we've been doing this for a while. We're gonna keep rolling, keep rolling, baby. We're almost in the end of the year, so we have to do something special for number forty. Wait, that's that's Caleb. Caleb's no. number forty. No, it's not. Number forty is this one <laughs> that we're talking about now. Well, it's funny because uh, nailed the it. Man. <laughs> all right elephant man is number 40 right hold on one two three four five no because cake maker uh nine, well cake maker doesn't have a number doesn't have a number halloween special doesn't have a number yeah i know 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 30 one, i love two, this three four is texas chainsaw skipping halloween special uh, five okay, 
How high can you get? Yeah, the Elephant Man's number forty. Boom. Oh, perfect. So number forty. Tune awesome. in for episode number Tune in forty. For the episode Elephant forty. Man. All right, guys. Caleb, you want to sign us off? I guess never mind. Did I do that right? Who knows? While while Caleb <laughs> figures this out, thank you guys for listening. We are at three affairs <laughs> doing a podcast on oh, movies. Christ. This episode. <laughs> was great thanks for the great conversation yeah um, sorry check out dog tooth check out queen's gambit horrible movie <laughs> check out Just, the boys um and next week we have the elephant man three masters of math <laughs> take care guys